Hi there. A quick note before you start listening to this episode. As the podcast has evolved, we've come to focus more directly on the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion in organizational life. The episode you're currently listening to focuses more broadly on the topic of creating purposeful organizations. So if that's what you're after, then listen on. But if you're looking for more DEI-focused content, we suggest skipping forward a few episodes and looking for the ones titled Inclusion at Work. Happy listening. We actually work for an amazing business that is almost as focused on having a positive impact on the world, society and people as it is with business results. And that for me was a real kind of aha moment where I was like, wow, I can actually unleash this inner passion uh, and do all of that while I'm still working. And I think that was sort of a little bit of an epiphany. So I kind of ran back to the office on, on Monday and shared all my stories with everybody. Uh, and that really started to mobilize um, what we did here through our corporate social responsibility program. Welcome to the Leaders for Good podcast. The voice you just heard was Paul Sigaloff, Managing Director at Verizon Media. Paul has over 20 years media experience in the UK and Australia, and is a man with a personal passion for doing more good in the world. He's been instrumental in transforming Verizon Media's CSR program and furthering their mission to create the networks that move the world forward. In this wide-ranging conversation, we touch on how Verizon have weaved purpose into their partnerships, how they bring purpose to life for their people, how Paul and his team have navigated the challenges Verizon have faced along their journey, this was a really fun conversation. Um, we certainly enjoyed having it and we hope you enjoy listening. But before we get into it, um, a small ask from us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, if you get value out of it, we'd love it if you'd share it with a friend or a colleague. Um, equally, if you give it some stars and comments on iTunes, it really helps spread the message and spread the word. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to give a voice to positive stories about leaders and organizations trying to make an impact in the world. So if you're on board with the mission and you find value in it, we'd really appreciate a share. So all that, all that said, and without further ado, we bring you this conversation with Paul Sigaloff. Paul, what it? What are well, you drinking? This is here a little bit of mood tea, uh, and I'm enjoying it's called Get On Up, which is some kind of pineapple and cinnamon infusion, uh, which I think invigorates the body and the mind. Um, but yeah, there's a bit of a story behind this tea. Um, excuse me while I just have a little, a little drink here. It is delicious tea. We're all enjoying. We'll oh. Chat about the, Kerry, you're, you're having a rubos licorice and vanilla, right? Absolutely. I, I, we were debating how you pronounce Rubos before. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I any of us done it. an amazing job. Yeah. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll run with that. <laughs> Say it with confidence. <laughs> what's T the, tell what's us the, the story. story? Yeah. Yeah. So Muti was uh, a creation from Unlimited, and Unlimited's um, all about sort of mobilising the media and marketing industry for good. And part of that was to create a consumer-facing product. So um, Muti was the the creation from that. And really, it was about addressing, you know, one of the biggest killers in Australia for um, teenagers, which is suicide. Mm. So the whole premise behind it was enjoy a cup of tea, 
have meaningful conversation, check in on people, see how people are feeling. Um, but all the profits go towards you know, mental health and, and trying to um, eradicate and reduce that big problem. So uh, not only is it delicious tea, um, which is available now, so you can check it out and buy some, but it's all for a very good cause. Perfect. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so Amazing. people can look at it if they'd like to find out more. Um, may I just ask, what's your involvement with Mood Tea? How have you come to be part of that? Yeah, look, really good question. Um, kind of, I joined the Unlimited board last year. Uh, I've been working with Unlimited for probably the best part of uh, 10 years. I remember shortly after arriving in Australia being involved with Kerry and we've been big advocates and big supporters from awareness and fundraising and I wanted to just get involved at a deeper level and, and I was lucky enough to uh, to join the board so yeah we're involved in a whole raft of different things um, not just tea but today actually we've got a, a big splash event um, where we're mobilizing the industry we're going to have some fun I, I believe there's 14 boats of five people sailing um, we're going to be having some races but again it's it's galvanizing the industry and we're raising funds as well. So it's, it's, they do so many amazing things. Um, but yeah, it's a great charity to be a part of. Yeah, we've actually got Chris Friel coming up on our podcast. Oh, have you? At some mm -hmm. point soon, um, still to be scheduled. But yeah, great organisation. Look forward to listening to that one. And, and the, so the proceeds from Mood Tea go towards funding mental... Are there any direct charities that, um, that talk about mental health? Is it, is it, is it Unlimited is the, the, the primary beneficiary of...? That's right. So Unlimited yeah. work with 15 different charities. Um, Batir would be an example of, of one of the charities mm -hmm. that really helps with, with mental health. So, uh, yeah, there'd be good questions for Chris when you get him in uh, as he'll be uh, talking a little bit about how we're going to be dividing up proceeds. But as I say, it's, it's brand new. Um, we're really lucky. We, we distributed lots of tea to our partners and, and customers and clients and uh, it seems to be going down really well. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm having the peppermint and passion flower and I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, and I, I confess I have had a sneak peek of them previously, and I just love that they're really unique flavours. Yeah. I think there's lots of, um, from a tea perspective, there's lots of people doing the same thing. So that's what got me excited was they were, they, I wanted to try them all because they were things I hadn't tried before. Yeah, and the packaging's super cool, really vibrant, and I was quite into Sweet Lullaby, but it, it kind of chilled me out a bit too much. So that's my kind of evening <laughs> unwind. Don't have that one in the morning. Certainly not before a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. This is super on brand as well. We're a bit of a tea obsessed organization at Leaders for Good. Um, like where to find the best chai in the city is a, a hot topic of debate <laughs> amongst us. So uh, yeah, love it. Fantastic and wonderful cause as well. well. We'll make sure we send you over some tea so you can become mood ambassadors. Happy to. Yeah, more than happy to. Fantastic. Right. And uh, as Kerry said, everything will be in the show notes. We'll put links to, um, to Unlimited and mood and, and point, point people to where they can find it fantastic awesome um paul thank you for joining us um pleasure to have you on the on the podcast um just for the audience could you give a bit of your um your backstory how you come to how you come to do the work you do today yeah so i mean <clears throat> there's a whole raft of things um that have really inspired me uh to sort of give back to the community but a lot of that started when i was um about seven years old and unfortunately I contracted quite a nasty illness uh, called idiopathic thrombocytopenic papula or IPT is the shortened version and um, long story short I was off school for the best part of a year. Um, thankfully I made a full recovery and shortly after that I had um, a parents evening with my teacher uh, Mr White and, uh, and, my, and my folks and he pretty much wrote me off 
at age eight. He um, said GCSEs, maybe A-levels, university, forget it. Um, and that really ignited a fire in my belly about believe you can. Mm. And that was that sort of quest for me to uh, maximize your potential and be your best self. And that's something that sort of has really been with me um, through through my life. And I've, I'm now a father of two amazing boys, Tom and Ollie. And I've got lots of kind of work children as well. And, you know, that, that mantra, um, you know, is, is something that I really want people to do is, you know, be the best they can believe and believe you can. Mm. Um, so part of um, part of that came through my family and my, and my um, work and then through, um, you know, unlimited and understanding that actually there's a whole raft of things we can do from our business and having a, a socially driven um, purpose company. And so uh, that kind of got me on my quest and my journey. And that's something that's really been building and, and growing. And it's so clear that purpose lives through Verizon and everyone we've spoken to here is sort of endlessly talking about how special it is to work here. Can you tell us a bit more about how has, how has purpose been embedded in Verizon? Yeah, um, I think we've got an amazing bunch of human beings that work within within our company. And um, when Verizon actually acquired Yahoo uh, and AOL, I, sh I went over to the States and um, participated in this sort of um, VP training course called Leadership Edge. And I was um, able to meet Hans Vestberg, who was our newly appointed CEO. And um, he talked very generously about a lot of his beliefs and, and the work that you know, he, he does through sitting on the board of the United Nations. Um, and throughout each of the days, they're pretty intense days, we started uh, the days with kind of inspire. So you can imagine by day three, everybody's pretty exhausted mentally, you know, you're, you're, you're plugged in and doing that. And I um, saw this phenomenal talk by a guy called Raj Sasoda. Mm. Um, and he um, basically started talking a little bit about the world, society and people. And a lot of that resonated with me. Um, so we all live in the world uh, and we use its resources and we want to leave the world in a better shape than we found it. Um, the business and the company that you're working for is it having a positive impact on society uh, and only you can really honestly be the judge of that and, and your consumers. And then really it's all about people. Um, and it's not just, you know, the people that work in the business, but it's their friends and it's their family. And, you know, thinking about the broader industry here in Australia, it's the media industry at large and our, our community. So armed with all of this new information, um, I suppose I, I left uh, that, that uh, amazing training session, having met a raft of uh, really inspiring people. And on that long flight home, I uh, was kind of processing all of the things that I'd learned. And what for me was a big takeaway was that we actually work for an amazing business that is almost as focused on having a positive impact on the world, society and people as it is with business results. Mm. And that for me was a real kind of aha moment where I was like, wow, I can actually unleash this inner passion uh, and do all of that while I'm still working. And I think that was sort of a little bit of an epiphany. So I kind of ran back to the office on, on Monday and shared all my stories with everybody. Uh, and that really started to mobilize um, what we did here through our corporate social responsibility program. That's fantastic. And, and Raj is one of the, one of the co-authors of, of Conscious Capitalism. And I'm, I'm just curious, is Conscious Capitalism a, a, a blueprint and is that language that you use here at Verizon or, or have you more kind of taken the ethos of that and taken the lessons and, and paved your own way, so to speak. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the two, if I'm mm. honest. Um, there's a really well thought through corporate social responsibility mm. um, program. But I think, you know, 
as with uh, with leaders, I call it global scale, but local autonomy. Mm. It's how do we make it meaningful for, you know, not just, um, again, the people that work at, at Verizon Media here in Australia and New Zealand, but, you know, our partners. And, and we talk a lot about the weave um, mm. because some of the, the corporate social responsibility programs can just be kind of, tokenistic they can sit within hr mm-hmm. it's a it can be a box ticking exercise um but for us it might have started um through that lens but then you know it's how do we integrate that across every facet of the business um and how do we talk about it in a way that that really brings it to life so if we take dni as an example of that you know there's been a lot of focus about how we educate and, and upskill but then we look at the editorial team and we go well Mm. you guys reach half the australian and new zealand population um what are the interesting stories that you can shine a light on how do we give those minority communities a voice so they can really you know start to elevate some of those stories um which is great and you know we've had great traction there with examples would be the women's money movement within finance and really empowering women um, within business. Mm. We've had deep and meaningful experiences um, that we're sharing across Yahoo Lifestyle. And um, last time we, we caught up, we, we talked a little bit about um, mind games, which is all about mm. sport and elite athletes. And what's interesting about that is just how um, through that pressure and, and the pressure of mental health, um, you know, it's such a, a fine balance. So they, they're great examples of, of how we're shining the light on those stories. But then commercially as well, it's how do we engage our customers with CSR? Mm. Um, so that's a really interesting piece. And not just the mood tea that we, we talked to people about at the beginning of the year and we thought, right, new year, new beginning. I uh, appreciate a lot of people have been you know, working from home and you know, we're aware that mental health is, is a big, big concern across the industry. Um, but this is a really good opportunity to shine a light on that subject and actually get people to talk to other people about what's going on in their world, do it over a cup of tea, raising money for, for really good causes. Um, and then the evolution of that is, is, is partners as well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, how do we then, we're not alone in our, our mm-hmm. quest and our mission. And lots of people have come up to us and said, oh, you're doing really, really good stuff. We'd love to know a bit more about it. How can we get involved and help? So um, that's been another kind of interesting and exciting lens as well. And it's so interesting when you talk about it because it's so ingrained in your business that it almost sounds easy. And we know this stuff <laughs> isn't easy. And you talked about sort of maybe it could have started as box ticking or for lots of organisations it does and it maybe starts in the HR team. But So where does responsibility sit now and how have you done it? So it's easy to talk um, the examples and they're great examples. But so many leaders out there are asking us, how, how do we make this happen? How do mm. we go from an organisation that is just in compliance? How do we get to an organisation like Verizon, which is really at the top end of a, a sort of purpose maturity spectrum? Oh, well, it's very nice that you put us at the top end of that. <laughs> that I still think there's, you a, definitely there's, are. A, there's a way to go. But um, look, I think we were really honest with ourselves about sort of four four or five years ago. We used to work with about 15 different charities. And mm. we kind of asked the question, why? Why are we working with these charities? How did we happen to have these relationships with them? And some were good. Um, and some were sort of organic. Some were, were, were there because there were certain individuals that had a, a, a strong link to them. But what we realized was that whilst we had a relationship, we weren't having a sort of a deep-rooted impact on a lot of those charities. So we said fewer, bigger, better. Um, how do we get involved with, um, you know, fewer charities that are re- we can really move the needle? So 
Uh, it was coincidentally about the same time that um, Chris joined Unlimited and we went through a bit of a, an RFP, uh, just understanding what our requirements were, what were the charities that Unlimited were working with and how can we then align with um, the charity that we, we felt was right for us as voted for by the people. Mm -hmm. So we consolidated from 15 to four and then now to two. And I think what that enabled um, people to do was to have a much sort of closer relationship with um, with the charity, which is Musicians Making a Difference, and I'll touch on that a little later. Mm -hmm. But I think that was a really um, good way to kind of get people to understand and have that personal connection. Uh, and then overlay that with all of the great work that you know was coming down the pipe through Verizon, and then going back to the World Society and people, thinking about people being the lifeblood of our, our business. What are the things that actually people are really kind of focused on? And then for us, philosophically as a business, what are the things that are important to us? So things mm. like digital inclusion, we're a tech um, business, is a really yep. important part. And when you think about the pandemic and the impact that that's had with people working from home and the importance of um, you know how they can consume via technology. It's almost accelerated digital consumption. Yet here we sit in Australia in 2021 and there are still huge parts of, of the country that just don't have access. So how do we help solve that problem and give them access? Um, and that was working with the likes of Inco and Generator to, to try and solve that problem, which is super important. And, and on top of that, it's not just once people have access, it's how do you give them the soft skills and coaching and access to actually get a job and, and move forward and, and, and try and you know, um, elevate their, their standard of, uh, of living as well. So um, that was one, one kind of aspect of that. Uh, the environment is a massive, uh, a massive focus as well. I mean, going back to the point that we all live in the world and use its resources. Um, some people talk about legacy, but I think you know, if we can leave planet Earth in a better shape than we found it, that's a great thing for the next generation. And you know, it's that whole sustainable approach. So outside of the things that we can directly control through our business, we were talking about education being a key thing. So an example of that would be climate protection with the harmful effects of plastics on the environment. And so we work with a, a company called Take Three from the Sea. And that was a great way where not only could we educate our, our staff, but actually people could then congregate together and clean up beaches, be it, you know, Coogee or Manly or wherever people lived. And so you've got these great shared experiences. Um, and I think that that's really helped galvanize um, the relationships that, they, that they've had. And then last up is, um, you know, human prosperity. So that's where, again, we, we really work with Unlimited within that pillar. Um, and we identified musicians making a difference. So um, Dom and Emma set that charity up and they're based up in Gosford, but there's basically kids that have fallen through the cracks of society and, and Dom and Ed, uh, Emma are, are really parents um, to those children and they help rehabilitate them through music and mentorship and they've got all of these amazing programs and 351 camps and um, it really gives these kids amazing hope and space and and it's been getting our, our our people involved in that it's really kind of made it organic 
Mm. And I think, sorry, just what you articulated there, which is one of the things we loved when we spoke to you the first time, was that real clear strategy. So you have got mm. these three pillars that you focus on. So digital inclusion, the Cli environment. Climate protection. Climate protection and... Human prosperity. Human prosperity. And I think it's having those and having that real clarity that sits at the top of what you do that then makes everything make sense and link together and gives real direction for where you're going. So that was one of the things we were really impressed about. Purpose is such a... And to your earlier question, Kerry, around how do you make this happen in an organization? The, the key piece of the puzzle that we often see missing for organizations that come and speak to us about, you know, okay, how do we how do we bring this to life? Is that clear, authentic, connected to values and, and deeply considered purpose and, and, and why? And, you know, it, it's evident from just the way you speak about it, Paul, that those those are not randomly picked out of a hat. Those are those are those are well thought out. Those are considered. Those are bubbled up from you know from the organisation. And you know, uh, my my sort of follow on question to that was going to be around how do you go about galvanising people around that? How do you you know you create the um, you know uh, the connection between everybody in the organisation and and those those th those three pillars and. Um, I'm not sure if that's even a good question anymore because it seems self-evident, but, it, uh, no, but it maybe is. there's it more, to, more to touch on there. Absolutely. I, I think it's a really good question because, you know, if you look at a plan or a strategy, it's just words on a piece of paper. And how do you bring that into a, a three-dimensional, tangible thing? And, and ultimately, it's about understanding in its kind of most simplest form, like why, the why. And then it's how are we going to make this happen? So it's not my plan, it's not Lani's plan, um, who's heavily involved with corporate social responsibility or Alicia within our, our human resources team. We've actually got a Citizen Verizon team um, and there's 18 passionate people um, that care deeply uh, and what they are is they're advocates. So, you know, they work across um, some of those really important pillars and it's about how do we bring that to life? How do we make it meaningful? How do we get people to talk about their experiences and what they've learned and play that back to the business. Um, how do we actually meet the, the, the people that we're positively influencing and getting them to share their stories and play back as well? Um, and that's not just, you know, internally within the business. It's mm. actually, you know, bringing that to life within, you know, our, our, the broader industry as well. So, um, you know, we, we think about the, the examples uh, where we do get, you know, our customers together and we, we think, how can we, again, going back to the weave, how do we weave that into what we do? So it just becomes almost synonymous with what we do do mm. um, rather than, again, oh, we're now going back to that CSR, you know, um, strategy and, and, you know, oh, we, we must, we, we can't forget about that. We've got to do it. It's, it's organic. Mm. Um, so I think it's a combination of, of having done that and we've now got the muscle memory. Uh, so now it's about sort of really ramping that up and turbocharging it one thing oh sorry one thing I, I love about the way you talk about this is it seems like for Verizon CSR doesn't sit separately from business strategy and business purpose I, I think for, for again looking at that maturity spectrum Gary mentioned before organizations at the at the earlier stages CSR is, is is a department and it sits over there and it does its thing and, and and more power to them they're having a they're having an impact but it's really when CSR and business strategy are, are, are one and the same that you that you get this kind of um, that you get the weave I suppose absolutely and and you know interestingly there's a lot that that played back in in the year of 2020 from black lives matters and um, you know the impact that that had, not just in the US, but how it flew through 
to all, all countries across the globe. Mm. And yeah, having interesting conversations with journalists around how do they cover that story? Because, mm. you know, actually when you look at the diversity of newsrooms in Australia, just by the makeup of, of the journos are here, um, you know, there was a, a, a kind of a lack of diversity, for want of a better word, and, and you know, actually writing stories in a way that w wasn't offending, um, you know, some of those minority communities or communities was, was a really big thing. And we also had things like um, safe spaces where we could just have conversations around things that, mm. let's be honest, are pretty tough to talk about. Absolutely. Um, and for me, you know, you, you, you definitely don't know, you know what you know and you know what you don't know, but sometimes it's just about listening and learning from others who are sharing their stories and their opinions and upskilling yourselves. So through education and that conversation, you know, you can grow that knowledge and then better understand the problem to try and solve for it. So we've been, we've been mm -hmm. doing lots of stuff like that, which isn't always easy, but that's fine. Like you yeah. can be honest about it and go, it's in the diary. I wasn't like running towards that meeting or, or this <laughs> session, but it was uncomfortable for a reason. And let's just try and acknowledge that, understand mm. that and learn from it and, and move that forward. So I think, you know, we haven't nailed it by any stretch, but there's certainly we're on this path to continually uh, learn and upskill. And, and I think people respect that as well, that kind of authenticity and, and you know, transparency around, you know, these, these are big, big challenging things that, yeah. that are happening and, and we're just trying to, you know, understand it and then, and then hopefully make things a bit better. I think that's absolutely right. You're already doing much better than lots of organisations, but this endless pursuit of doing more good is really important. Do you have any sense of what's next in that for you at Verizon? Mm. I think it's, you know, people have uh, now understand it. So I feel, you know, that there's a, there's a high degree of, um, you know, comfort in that regard. I think it's now about acceleration. Um, and we do have, you know, a big quest um, in terms of volunteering hours globally, but locally we also have, have tasked ourselves with uh, a, certain, a certain number of hundreds of hours that we want to achieve each year. Um, and we're already smashing it. So if I, if I look at it, it was about 450 hours that we wanted to achieve, uh, and I reckon we will have probably done that by half one of this year. So, wow. you know, I think that that's testament to how people are feeling and, and leaning in. But I think, you know, it's really about the next iteration is more about partners. So having some really interesting conversations with some of our, our agency holding companies who are navigating this to, you know, some of our ad agencies, to some of the, the clients that we work with, where we've got alignment on, you know, some of the areas that we're focused on together. And we're like, well, how do we, you know, clearly the business is working well um, between our respective companies, but there's another almost string to, to that bow and that relationship. And how do we solve for that together and share learnings and um, resources and ideas in, in mm. those areas? Um, so I'm pretty excited about that as a, as a sort of a 2021 and beyond um, sort of area for, for exploration. And then um, <coughs> the importance of talking about it, mm. I think, is key. Um, so yeah, we did did, did uh, a little session at the agency symposium with musicians making a difference, just to talk a little bit about what we're doing and why it's important. And you know, one of the, one of the amazing kids told their story, which was quite heart wrenching. But the exact summary is that had they not found Mad, they wouldn't be be on this planet. Mm. But the flip side is that they did, and he's very capable, articulate, and brave young soul that, that shared his story and, and how amazing is that? So if we can start to influence those lives positively, 
then that's a massive win. Mm. So, so I think they're the things that you're going to continue to kind of see from us. And yeah, we're always learning. So, um, you know, it's, it's understanding what, what's important and what you guys are doing. So through, through talking, we can find out and get new ideas and, and move things forward. And back to that spectrum that we talk about, this mm. is what you're describing now is what we really talk about as the pinnacle of that spectrum. So stage five, which we describe as advocacy and disruption, which is moving from focusing on internal purpose to how you can share that more broadly and make a difference with your partners or the world. And that's part of what this podcast is about, I mm. guess, for us is how do we share and help other businesses do more? So on that note, I'd love to understand any sort of key barriers you've faced mm. in, on this purpose journey and what you've done to overcome them because there'll be lots of people out there having similar barriers. Yeah, look, I think the first one is time. Yeah, time is finite. And we're all navigating uncertainty. Um, the, the, you know, if you look at the last sort of 18 months of, of, of the world that we've been living in, um, there's been a lot of unknowns. And, and it's a very fragile you know, environment, you know, you think you're kind of on the on the right path for COVID and then bang, suddenly there's a snap lockdown and, you know, you're, you're back into it all. Um, but I think it's about understanding where it fits in and making time for things that are important. Um, I had a really interesting um, conversation. We run a, a, an academy called Verizon Media Academy, which is all about identifying top talent across Australia and New Zealand and helping retain that talent within the, the businesses that they work for, but also giving them access to tools and tips um, that they wouldn't necessarily access till they were later on in their career. And we were talking about actually what, what this person was passionate about and where that passion lived and, and who they were working for. And um, it was quite siloed. And the interesting thing was that when you actually can unlock your passion which, which happened to be around you know, the CSR um, lens within the business that you're working for, then it actually doesn't even feel like work because it's just about time and you're spending time on mm. doing the job that you're paid to do, but then you can also spend time on, on doing things to, to move the world forward for good. And um, I think that for me was a kind of real reminder for myself because I'm very fortunate that I can do that, but also, um, you know, uh, he left feeling pretty happy because, you know, these things can be done within within organisations. So I think that's another win if if we can start to facilitate that and get more companies thinking along those lines. Mm. Um, you know, and if, if you're a leader running a business listening to this, that would be kind of my, my question and take out for you is how can you have a positive impact on the world, society and people and how can mm. you ensure that the people in your organisation um, uh, uh, maximizing their potential in that regard. So, uh, you know, I think there's there's lots of lots of good stuff we can do. And an organisation that is just thinking about getting started and taking the first step on this journey that perhaps you know they're listening and and this conversation has inspired them and and you know they're they're, they're furiously scribbling down notes and getting ready to you know go to a board meeting next week where they're going to table this what would be you know what would be the first steps what would be the first initiative that you'd advise somebody on that journey taking i think it's first of all about understanding so where is their knowledge like do they have a bit of a, a blueprint or a game plan? And if they do, then they're one step further. If if mm. they really if it really is a blank sheet of paper, um, then it's you know work with organisations like Leaders for Good or or Unlimited um, that can actually help, mm. and you know use frameworks and build plans um, that will actually chunk it down into something that's more tangible and deliverable, um, and engage their people. Most importantly, mm. because it's you know as with any strategy, it's 
it, it's got to have buy-in from across the business. So it's creating that plan um, as a cohesive group uh, and, and giving it time and focus. Um, otherwise, it is just a piece of paper that lives in a top drawer or it can be tokenistic if it's actually, you know, looking at, you know, yes, it's sitting in the CSR bucket. So when I look at my objectives um, for the next two years that I've created for the business, you know, there are five key things we're focused on and this is one of them. So, um, you know, that's a, a pretty material focus when you think about um, where that lives mm. uh, and the airtime that we give it and we, we talk about it through our objectives and key results. Great. I think that's a pretty good summary. Mm, absolutely. I've got a crush on Verizon now. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, the feelings mutual. I, I guess just to just to kind of um, you know put a just to sharpen this up for the for the audience, um, we always like to do around the grounds and discuss our, our you know what were, what were the key takeaways from this conversation or what's the key ask or the more for you Paul what's the key ask or the leave behind that you'd like to you know you'd like to leave with the audience but um, might start with you Kerry what was your what was your aha or your takeaway I think when you articulated the fact that it's so easy for a strategy to be a piece of paper that lives in a drawer yeah and I think lots of organizations get to that stage because that's the easy part really putting it down on paper not easy easy is the wrong word mm. but it's the easier part is to put some thinking down on paper follow a framework but actually being able to truly implement it and embed it and link it into your business strategy in the way that you've done that isn't easy and that's where the focus has to be and I think yeah that moving it beyond a piece of paper in a drawer into something that lives in the business is so important yeah for me it was for me it was the way you spoke about um spoke about having conversations and tabling what can be quite quite difficult or, or big issues and this, this is something that we're passionate about as well but it's really sort of taking it back to what's the simplest way we can look at it well it's it's listening it's it's asking for feedback it's being curious um and it's being compassionate and, and open around it and <clears throat> you know there's endless content out there that we can digest and the, there's endless sort of subject matter expertise and and you know none of us have the capacity to take on all of that but what we can do is develop our, our curiosity and our, our capacity to listen and I think I think if we all stepped into that as individuals and organizations a bit more um, that would solve for quite a lot I think so I, I love the way you articulated that oh well, you should come and join some of our real talk conversations love to so yeah, we, had a, we had one on autism this week actually where we had um, a very very brave amazing lady who was sharing her, her stories around that and also a, a, a doctor um, who kind of gave us more of the, the scientific view and, and mm. just, again, brought I, I knew nothing about that subject and that matter, but ultimately it's all about inclusion and how you can start to bring bring people with autism into the workplace, mm. um, which was the, was the takeout. So what are some of the, the, the simple things that you can do as a business to even kind of start to understand that? So, yeah, there's lots of great stuff, but mm. Real Talk Series is great. Um, and we are always open for more ideas on, on the different subjects as well. So, yeah, if you guys have got any ideas, I'd love to kind of lean in and listen and, and create stuff like that together. We'll take take that conversation offline, eh? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So what would be your one leave behind for the audience? My most important ask? My most important ask is, uh, and I, I said it before and I'll reinforce it, but if you're running a company, um, just think about how you can have a positive impact on the world, society and people. What are the, what are the things that you can do within your sphere of control to, to ensure that you know, that you leave the world in a better place than you found it, that your business is having a positive impact on society and that ultimately from a people perspective that it's the people that are working for you are, uh, are having a positive impact on the world and society also. Beautiful. 
um, Paul, a few rapid fire getting to know you questions just to round out the conversation, if we may. Go for it. Awesome. Um, what do you what do you obsess about on evenings and weekends when you aren't uh, when you aren't thinking about Verizon and your your impact on the world? Obsess is a big word. Um, this kind of fascination of trying to integrate your life with work. Mm. There's no balance because it's five to two. Um, but for me, it's just trying to hold myself to account for the things that I think are really important. So mm. as I mentioned, I've got my two boys, um, got my dogs, got my wife, love my sailing. Um, so how can I try and, you know, squeeze all of those things into that and catch up with friends and family? Um, so I think that's, that's probably uh, the, the thing that when I do have some downtime, it's making sure I'm spending it in the right way. Perfect. And then you've talked a lot about organizations doing good for the world, and we're all very much aligned on that belief. Any other organizations that you see doing great things? That's a, that's a good question. Um, through my journey, actually, I've been quite surprised and delighted at just how many companies I'm meeting and speaking to that are doing mm. great things. And, you know, I think it depends on, on the, the, the route that we go down. I had a really interesting conversation with Omnicom Group, and they're doing some... Uh, interesting things around the reconciliation action plan, which is really important. Um, publicists are doing some amazing things around, um, you know, uh, around females and, and women and making sure that, you know, there's no disadvantage within um, the media industry. And um, we've got a, an ERG called Wave, so how can we sort of work with them on that? Um, to even, you know, I was, I was chatting to uh, to a butcher's the other day, and who, you know, just they were talking a little bit about what they wanted to do from uh, from uh, having a positive impact on on society. And so I, I think what what inspires me is that there are so many good people out there that care uh, and want to make a difference. And um, you know, it's 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 inspiring that people that that can care and do um, have that impact. Yeah. So yeah, love that. I, I think you raise a really, really important point here, and I think one we gloss over, which is the the bad news stories and the sensational stories of, of, of companies acting badly in the world make the headlines and, and grab a lot of public attention. You, you know, you, you think of Rio Tinto and, and the sort of, you know, recent controversy with them blowing up things that they very much shouldn't have. But what doesn't get counted and what doesn't get the airtime is is all of the all of the good news all of the positive stories and all of the positive um, initiatives from so many organizations and, and i think when you're in this world and we see it and we have these conversations it's it's cause to be more optimistic and um again partially the, the the aim of this podcast is to surface some of that so yeah i love that i love that you raised that uh, final one what personal um, choices or changes have you made towards more sustainable, purposeful living at, at home? And this this can be something, you know, small to big. Yeah, um, I talk a lot about that with my kids, actually, about having a, a, a zero sort of carbon footprint. Mm. Um, and it probably started from a place of mess um, and then evolving that as they got older from, you know, making sure where there's not like a trail of destruction uh, behind <laughs> you. Um, actually kind of moving that into, you know, how do you have a positive impact on, on the world? You know, you guys are going to be in it for a lot longer than we are mm. um, by virtue of age. And therefore, you know, we want to make sure that we are. So moving to solar, um, we're just doing some kind of big renovations at the mm. moment. And there's kind of this notion that we'd love to be off the grid. Um, so I think that's kind of a, like a personal quest. And uh, it'd be great to catch up in a year and see if my... Uh, my desire is actually a reality. Um, but I think, yeah, that's, that's probably something that I'm focused at. And, uh, yeah, drive an electric car. Um, so that's, that's important. You know, again, nice. I was only having a chat this morning um, with someone I was training just around um, how EV 
um, sort of penetration is still really, really small in mm. Australia, kind mm. of sub 1%. Um, and we're kind of trailing behind. So even things like luxury car tax that still hits electric vehicles is crazy. Mm. Yeah. So how do we actually start to, you know, get more electric cars on the roads and, and, and try and tackle those carbon emissions? And it's possible. I, I remember being in uh, Norway a couple of years ago, obviously pre-pandemic, and every other car on the road was a, was an electric vehicle and charging stations everywhere. And it was a sort of glimpse of the reality we could have. So, um, yeah, hope, hopefully work towards that. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been great to chat and we got free tea. Yeah, I was going to say shout out to Mood Tea. That was that was delicious. We've all we've all finished our tea for those <laughs> for those just <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, it was absolutely delicious. Um, any any parting words? So I'm glad you enjoyed the tea and Mood Tea is all about saving lives one cup at a time. Love the chat. Um, really, really, you know, good to, to meet you guys and uh, um, nice scintillating conversation for this hour on a Friday. Yeah. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, the best way to support us and spread the message is by telling a friend or a colleague. You can also give us a rating or a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Leaders for Good and how you can start making positive change, head on over to leadersforgood.org and join our free community. Mm-hmm.